It's a beautiful day and a fine time for healing. Podcast host Randy Fine, a narcissistic abuse expert and the author of the groundbreaking book Close Encounters of the Worst Kind and the captivating memoir Cliff Edge Road, invites you into her sanctuary, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matter. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. And now, here's Randy. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing. I am your show host, Randy Fine. You know, thought forms are spirits that develop from strong, focused energy. The thought form can be anything that takes on energy of its own. Thoughts really do create reality. We each see things through our experiential filters in a different way. Likewise, energies can manifest in different ways. Today's special guest, Michelle Welch, is the author of Spirits Unveiled, a fresh perspective on angels, guides, ghosts, and more, a book that presents an impressive variety of energetic beings and teaches you how to connect with them. Michelle is a psychic medium, author, CEO, mother of five, and a licensed attorney who actively practices both civil and criminal law and is retained to utilize her intuitive abilities for joy selections in high-profile cases. She hosts the podcast, Soul What, and the Soultopia Instagram series, Tarot Takeaways. Good morning, Michelle, and welcome to A Fine Time for Healing. Thank you so much, Randy. How are you doing today? Thank you for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. Um, doing great. Thank you. Uh, so you have, you're so um, diversified in what you do, and um, generally you would think that someone was, who was an attorney who thought in those terms would not also be a psychic medium. But tell us, um, is this something, is this a talent you've always had? It is, and a lot of people will say things such as now you're remembering, you know, in classes and intuitive classes, we'll hear things such as now we're remembering what you've forgotten or which was that which was conditioned out of you or maybe you were ridiculed when you were younger. It wasn't something that I was brought up to believe in in the way that I believe in it now. But I never forgot that I had differing, whatever we want to call them, abilities, whatever gifts, I, whatever label we put on that, I have always remembered that. So that definitely came first. I, I did, though, time where I chose to repress those things. I wanted to feel, quote, unquote, normal and achieve things with that, you know, left brain, so to speak. I think our brain is more wired to work together than we, maybe the neurologists tell us <laughs> or the neuroscientists. Right. Uh, yeah, but uh, so it, over time it happens where the, the legal, and it was around sixth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, where I decided that I, you know, I, I'm going to keep more of this to myself when I realized that it just wasn't something that everyone talked about. Yes, and every psychic or medium or channeler that I've talked to has told me very similar things, that they had it when they were young, and then they tried to suppress it 
because it just wasn't mainstream enough. People didn't understand it. They tried to, they didn't, you know, I guess you take it for granted when you have it that you feel like, well, it's no big deal. You know, I'll just do something else. <laughs> and um, right. I, right. right. I think you right? think at a really young age, you think everybody's that way. Right. There was a time when I just thought everybody is this way. And mm-hmm. everybody thinks like I do. And, you know, and, and children just say whatever's on their mind. And I feel like I was, a lot of children are really wise souls. I'm not sure I was so wise. I just had stuff that would just blurt out of my mouth. So I don't know wow. how wise I was. I just had these things that would come to me, and then they, I certainly wasn't wise in knowing how to filter that information. And so at some point, I thought, let all this just, blow it out of my mouth, especially since I'll get sent to my room uh, if I say some of the things that I'm saying <laughs> to, to right. people that are invited into our home. True. That's so true. So true. So um, you've written this book, Spirits Unveiled, and um, you cover pretty much anything anybody would want to know about <clears throat> the spirit world, how to connect with it how to recognize it, and so forth and so on. It's a really, really great book with really great tips. Um, But the first thing I want to ask you is you talk in the beginning of your book about spirit guides, and you give 11 examples of, of, you know, who they might be. But what different kinds of beings can be spirit guides? So I had reached the conclusion over time through my experiences and my – and I will be very open about this because my publisher, Llewellyn, has told me now to be more open. Just say it, Michelle. Uh, through many clients and many years and many experiences and many classes of teaching, thousands and thousands of people, uh, you know, I have come to the conclusion – Spirit guides, I think, are an umbrella category for many things, which I can't cover all in this book. This is not an encyclopedia by any means. <laughs> but I try to give, I mean, I probably haven't met, I know I haven't met all the beings that we have uh, in this planet or other multiverses. But uh, I would say that uh, I'm trying to get back to your original question. You said the uh, – what, what was – what was that? I was trying so, to get to you. So the, I was, the last I, tag I, part of your I, question. Yeah, I was saying um, you give it eleven examples of people, of spirit guides that have um, actually different types of spirit guides that could be right. here. You know, whether it be loved ones who have passed, uh, angels, right. spirits we've negotiated with or contracted with on the other side. What are some other kinds of spirit guides that we might that might be guiding us here on earth. So where I diverge, and this is what I was getting to, and where I, in the book, separate myself a little bit from others, and and you have to kind of be reading it, and all of a sudden you'll reread a sentence, is what I've been told. People who know me especially will go, wait, what did she just say? And an example of that is that many times I used to teach that and I did for a long time. I taught what everyone else teaches is that spirit guides have to have crossed 
whatever that means, because I, I deal with that issue too. What does crossing mean? Where are we crossing to? And because I think it's just a different frequency. So I think living beings can be your spirit guides because we are spiritual beings. So I have come to believe that almost anything that is a spirit being can be a guide. Very early on in my relationship with Roger, who owns my store, Zeltopia, with me, and he's uh, quite the uh, accomplished, he's more of a little herb blender. He likes the crafts. He loves all the those things. I'm more energy work and, and spirits and things like that. But he uh, would... Uh, we were doing a little exercise and I kept coming up with his name, Roger, as my spirit guide. And I was like, well, this isn't right. And I talked to someone that was like, no, he could be your spirit guide. And I was like, well, that's not what any of these books say. So any book I could find anywhere, pick up any book. And, and, and many of them are written by spiritualists. I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm just saying that's not my experience. I have come to experience something differently. So that's an example. So, all the normal things, an animal, your animal could be a spirit guide, not just a totem, but you could also be a spirit guide to your, your animal companion, to a tree in your backyard. A tree in your backyard could be a guide to you, but a living, walking being, which we've been told, no, they can't be your guides. They can, in my experience. So I invite people, they don't have to believe me. Okay, no one, you know, a spirit guide, if a spirit guide says you have to believe me, then run. So if I ever say as a writer or a teacher or a coach or a reading that you have to believe me, then run. So if if someone wants to just take that and stick it on the shelf or put a pin in it or say, oh, no way, I don't believe that, then that's totally fine. But that's where I'm at, that it okay. can be almost anything, yeah? So. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for for that yeah. answer. I mean, I've heard very different mm-hmm. things. I've heard that spirit guides oh, yeah. have, inca- have incarnated once, and they're, you know, choosing mm-hmm. to fulfill a different um, role to complete their full journey, um, as, right. by helping other people. And so, so I can imagine that it could be many different things. Um, and I know that I have been, oh, maybe once or twice in my life, I have been played the role of a spirit guide without myself even knowing it. So, or an angel or something like that, it's come through me. So, so yeah. So I understand what you're saying. What, um, how would you classify your uh, gift? You're psychic. Are you a medium? Are you a channeler? Um, Or how would you classify that? So that's interesting because the third book I'm working on right now, I'm having to break that down for people. So it's really making me think about those things. And I do I do think. I, I, I don't just go by what everyone else has said, although I love research. I get lost in it. Uh, but so I classify myself now as a psychic medium. I used to not like the word psychic because of all the connotations. Of course, we, we're reclaiming that word because it's so close to faith. It's something unseen, just like quantum mechanics and quantum physics is. Uh, metaphysics is something that we can't prove. 
so we're, you know, we kind of got a bad rap with, and I'm a lawyer. Lawyers get a bad rap. I'm a, a Texas Aggie. I'm blonde. I mean, I get, I'll get all the jokes. And so that's fine. But, right. And so then I, I, so psychic. And then I also believe a medium because of my beliefs about the circle, the cosmic dance that we do, that we may be living a future, a parallel, a past, and a who knows what else, life all at one time, our energy, then I believe that I'm a psychic medium because I know the medium typically was talking about referring to someone who had passed. So I use that term in the traditional sense, but I don't believe it in the traditional sense for me. For me, a psychic medium is pretty much the same thing because you can communicate with anyone and anything at any stage in their cosmic journey, for lack of a better okay. word or phrase. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. Okay. So we um, can we can help ourselves, we can change, we can connect with guides, we can connect with angels, we can connect with all sorts of beings through um, our frequencies and vibrations and things like that, right? And you talk about the Solvegio frequencies, which I had never heard of, and you share like 11 hertz numbers, which I thought was really cool. Um, That was really the first time I had read about that. So can you just explain the Solvegio frequencies to us? Right, and so let me tell you one thing, Randy, that's really funny. So I found these, assembled on these books, and a friend kind of introduced me, and I will give her credit. Her name's Dawn. And she's like, uh, you've got to look these up. So I ordered this book, which is cited at the end of page 18. And it's the Puelo is the main guy's name. And it's healing codes for the biological uh, apocalypse. Sounds pretty dire, right? It was written in 2021. So it's not this old book. But when I got it, I, I, had, to, I had to really be quiet about it because I really wanted this book. But the book probably costs more than I'll ever make on my <laughs> And so my husband saw it and he was like, what have you bought now? You know, and I'm like, well, it's so interesting because these sulfogeal frequencies are not just, and he plays, my husband plays singing bowls. He loves them. He learns from the Tibetan, used to be a monk, uh, and, mm. and loves them, right? So these frequencies, as you know, because you, you looked at it in the book, but it's a mathematical uh, reduction is what found these numbers, and they have a healing effect on DNA. They were used in both Western Christianity and Eastern Indian religions and the Gregorian chants and the Sanskrit uh, chants, but they were banned by the Catholic Church. Fact. That's a fact, whether, you know, not insulting or anything with religion, I don't do that, but they were banned from public uh, the masses by the Vatican for their conscience, their conscious expanding effect on the listener and those who would hum the tones. So they're not the normal tones that we think of like ohm and all those, but they're very connected to the, and I always mispronounce this, and you have such a great way of saying things, the Schumann resonance, which is eight hertz, but it's known as the earth's heartbeat. So there's these, uh, and I'd love to just talk, I won't talk too long, but so in the book, I give you the 
the sulfagel frequencies and the way you said it is much prettier and it's probably correct how you I pronounce said it. Self, I but, said it like an Italian, like sulfagel, <laughs> but whatever that, it is. That's so beautiful. That's why you have the show, <laughs> the radio show. Okay, so okay. It's, it's so beautiful. Yes. So uh, we'll practice that later. You please, me, please. Okay. So, but so they they here's the tip I will give the, your listeners. I would say. Uh, there's 111, there's 174. These are not hard to find once you know about them. You can go on YouTube for free. You don't need to buy them. You can get an app for free. And if you like them, then you can pay a little bit more, $2.99 or something like that. But they will give you the tone, and they'll say, okay, this one is uh, for pain. You could use it for anesthesia, maybe just like at the dentist or something like that. I'm not recommending for deep anesthesia, but and it could clear karmic residue. They'll, they'll give you certain things like that. And then I layer in there what it would help you connect to potentially an ancestor or loved ones. And I do it based on the, what all the studying I did on it. But I left all that out because it could have gotten really laborious to go through. Uh, but that one of the things I would recommend is if you get a little bit irritated by the tone, they do overlayer it with music sometimes. So try the tone first. And if you if you want to overlay it with music, then there's they have those too. Or if you want somebody talking, that's fine too. But try the just the pure tone first. And you know, just like homeopathic medicine. Sometimes that one that is agitating to us might be the one we need, but I would not start with that because you might right. not keep doing. Right. right. So they're wonderful. Yeah. I can relate wonderful. to that. I and was they, doing um yeah. I was doing a um a heart chakra um meditation that was all frequency and music the other day. And I could tell in my right ear there was this annoying sound, but the other music was so beautiful <laughs> over it. That right. um, I just was, so this is what you're saying. I was allowing it, but I thought if that was all I was hearing, I'd be really annoyed by this. <laughs> but it worked. It did. No, it worked. It, it's, <laughs> isn't it interesting? And we start noticing, and then we go, okay, let's peel this back. I mean, is it the tone? <laughs> is it what they're layering over it? Is that layering over? You know, and who decides what to what they wanted to layer over it? So that's why I start with the tone, but don't agitate yourself right off the get go. Find a tone that you like, and right. then so you won't quit using them, right? And right. but they really are powerful, very yeah. powerful. Yes, I, I, I mean, use them now like every day. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I'm going to go on YouTube as you say and um and look for that. <clears throat> So as we um, go into this holiday season, um, and it's religious for some, it's spiritual for others and everything, uh, I think it's a good time to talk about Ascended Masters and what the difference is between an Ascended Master and perhaps a deity or if they are the same thing. Do you have an opinion on that? I do. I so I think they can be deities. I think it's what the individual person dealing with that. It goes back to those experiential filters. They meet us where we are, I believe. So if we are, if we want to connect with a Buddha, with Jesus, with a, someone that in the Yoruba, with Orishas that that 
potentially, uh, you know, want we worship, then that's perfectly okay for where the person is that is connecting with that ascended master. Do I think that they all, so what is ascended? It's a, supposedly that we have gotten to a certain point where we ascend from our bodies to the place that we reincarnate, that we incarnated, excuse me, from. So I came, another, you know, big, oh, did Michelle really say this with my, some of my friends? I think that ascension can happen here. I think we can ascend because I think it's frequency. So we may be ascending to a different plane, and that's going against a lot of Hinduism, a lot of Buddhism, and I'm not trying to attack anyone. Believe what you want to believe, but just, you know, again, just open the door just a little bit, and then you can slam it in my face if you want. You can just put a pin in it. I, that's all good. But just to, to just think about it. So does it have to be associated with a, a deity? I don't think so. I threw some in that uh, we were doing a little book club, and a lady said, "When you when I got to Tesla and Walt Disney, I was out. You you lost your credibility with me." And I said, "Fair enough, fair enough." But she kept coming because I just acknowledged where she was at, and I didn't say, "You've got to believe the way I believe," because no one has to. We're not at the same point, and it doesn't mean where I am is more evolved than where she is. It's just different. It's right. just different that we're what we're needing because the seated masters are here to teach us a specific skill. Guides are here to guide us to our purpose and to whatever that is to us, our higher self or source or to the collective, to the all. And the Ascended Masters are here to help us with something specific in our life, whether that's our spirituality, whether that's our health, whether that's something we're working on. As, for instance, if we're like an animator, let's use that, Walt Disney. And that's why I threw Walt Disney in there, because for some, I knew an animator. And he worked with Walt Disney. And that was an Ascended Master to him. It wasn't just a guide. He wasn't guiding him. He was teaching him. Some might say Michelangelo or Da Vinci. And Mm -hmm. it was very different because they were ascended masters. So that's why I threw that in there. And it's okay Okay. if people are like, you know, no, 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 no. They've got to be people you worship. I believe that depends. Yeah, right. I I can see where there would be, you know, so much room for um, interpretation here. And, And you explain it well. Yeah, when I saw Walt Disney, I thought to myself, you know what? He changed the world. He truly changed the world. And we think it's more of pop culture, but not necessarily. Not, you know, I mean, there's nobody in this world who does not know who Walt Disney is and, right. you know, so forth and so on. Um, <clears throat> angels and archangels. Okay, so what's the difference mm-hmm. between an angel and an archangel? So an archangel is a lead, uh, just put in simple terms, that's like, that's a leading archangel. And the the archangels have the names of God. They represent God, source. Uh, they represent the characteristics of God. I'm going to use God, okay, for the, but they're in many religions. So it's not necessarily God in just the Judeo, Judeo-Christianity. Uh, because the four major, uh, the 
not denominations, the four major of numbers of people in the religions, including Muslim, Christianity, the four major believe in angels. That's something they can agree on, and archangels, many of them being the same. So archangels are the names of the characteristics of God. They, they represent all the characteristics. Angels, they end in E-L, which means messenger. So they're a messenger of God, and the archangels are more the characteristics of God. So they would be in a hierarchy sense, which, you know, I'm not big on hierarchy, but they if you wanted to look at a flow chart, they'd be a little bit at the top, and then we'd have the, the angels underneath that. So okay. that's the easiest way to explain it. And we can call and, on specific archangels for specific needs, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. They're omnipresent. Michael can be, you know, the righteousness of God. Michael can be everywhere, that E-L. He can be in any place at any time, don't worry. You know, if he's over there helping in you know, Europe, he can be in Texas where I am. It, it's, it's omnipresent, and he's powerful. He has legions of angels with him. It's interesting at, at this time of year. So Gabriel or Gabriel or Gabriella, however you want to say it, they're androgynous also. Uh, that supposedly uh, he, she delivered the message of Christ to Mary, John the Baptist to Elizabeth, but also the Quran to Muhammad. So all believed in that one angel, but believed different things of what that angel did. But they're messengers. And, uh, and, and angels are messengers too, but the archangels are going to be like, uh, again, representing. And so Gabriel would be um, about children and bringing, like, good news I bring to you, that kind of thing, and delivering news of some sort. Okay. And so, yes, I've we can call on them. We don't have to wait for them. Yes. Okay. But the angels, in E-L-S, yes. uh, <clears throat> angels for what I understand, we must call on them. They're there, but we must call on them. Is that is that how you feel? So let me correct myself. Thank you for saying that. I would agree with you because they don't want to interfere with our free will. Uh, they're not going to come barging in and just push their free will on us. So thank thank you for getting me to clarify that. Uh, they When we call on them, they will. Some of us don't know to call on them. Right, that we may not know. So there might be a situation where we hear this still small voice or a really loud voice saying, "Get out." I mean, I have a story of uh, someone I knew that was in had just started working at 9/11. I saw this really fast, and something told him. I think it was the day before, or 9/11. Excuse me, the World Trade Center, and I can't remember which tower, but he was told to get out and go smoke or do something. And he grabbed somebody on the way out, and they're like, what are you doing? And the the building went down right as, and it was, it, you know, he was, he was being told. He's been guided by just this get out. Now, is that an angel to him? I would think probably. And uh, you know, I don't want to tell his story and mistell it. It's not in the book, but. That, that thing where, you know, there's a fire. So in that way, I think they would intervene and mm-hmm. dig when they feel that would be the will of the general people there, you know, that they okay. are not fearing. So, but I, I really mm-hmm. do, thank you for clarifying, because they don't want to interfere with our free will. 
Okay. And so That's they will I... kind of wait for us to call on them, you know, and I do agree with that. They will wait for us to call on them. Yeah. Unless it's an emergency. And then sometimes they Unless it's just something. Inter intervene. Yeah. Then they intervene. <clears throat> yeah, another friend, I mean actually it's my ex husband. And he was driving and he had your plane and he was driving through a case. He's an attorney also. He won't mind me telling the story at all. And he hydroplaned, and his Jeep landed between two trees, perfectly parallel parked. My father told me there was no way that car would be perfectly parallel parked between those trees in East Texas, the big pine trees, and perfectly, just parallel parked. And he said he felt the presence of an angelic being just placing that car down. So did he have time to cry out for help and ask an angel to intervene? Probably not, but he did have that belief system and that belief that that he followed and his, those angels would intervene on his behalf, I believe. Right, and there's so many so stories. There's so many stories like that. There's so many. Absolutely. That, um, you yes. just have to, yeah, you just have to wonder. Or you see a being that comes and helps you and then they disappear and you never know who they are or... Uh, you know, they manifest Absolutely. into a physical form. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you um, what your thoughts are on what lies ahead for 2023. And there's so many things that it could be. And I and we all know right now that the world is in a very, um, oh, I don't even know. It's confused. It's distorted it's mm -hmm. backwards it's very very confusing kind of place that we're in and I've been told that it's the transition we're making at this time in um, in history or whatever this time that we're right. changing into the fifth dimension and um, everything's changing and that there has to be turmoil before that change what are your thoughts on the way things are right now and where we're headed well, it was interesting because the, I'll answer that with this. When we had, this will be a seven year, which is usually to me a pretty spiritual number. Uh, so it would go towards what you said. I mean, transition is going to be, uh, you know, transformation, transmutation. That goes to my first book. I mean, how are we going to to transmute what's going on because energy never goes away. It just changes form. So how are we going to change the form of energy into what we want to, to, and, and we, the collective, we seems to be at odds, but we're all one. So how, how does that work? So we had the year of change, the five year. So uh, that was 2021, right? If I'm adding right. Then we had the growth year which last year may have not seemed like a growth year, but it was a, and a, it was interesting because that, that six, there was some growth that came out. We seemed to do, and, and no matter what it is politically, we don't even have to get into that. And then seven uh, is this year, it's a seven year. So I would, I would invite every, all your listeners to look up numerology and there's different forms of it. But what is a seven to you? A seven to me is a very, very spiritual number. Now, spirituality, whatever that is to you, can be can be difficult sometimes. What I see is yes, we are going through changes and 
we do these bracelets. It's, it's called Bracelets and Bubbly. Uh, it was Bracelets and Bellinis, but I changed it. And, and so, and it's sold out every year. And we make these bracelets. I do the 12 months with these. And then the everybody else gets to choose randomly the beads out of it. They don't look. And then I do a reading for the, for them specifically. <laughs> and the past, like, three, four years, it's been very difficult for me to do those 12 months because I want to be positive. I want to say something positive, but I'm a very honest reader also. And so I see a rather difficult year. I, I, I will be honest. Now, where's the hope in that? It's what you said. We're being set up to be transformed, to be to transmute and to learn to transmute our material state and realize that the material state and the mundane world is not, and to see the other layers that are all around us. And I think that's why I've even changed in how I write. There's things that I wanted to write about before, and then I'm like, ugh, but does this really matter? And it changes how what I'm writing about. Does that make any sense? I mean, because we're uh, it, mm-hmm. it's so, it changing so quickly around us. And yes. so I want to give hope. But for the past couple of years, I mean, I heard other people reading, and I am on national news saying things like Russia's going to invade Ukraine. And I don't watch the news. I don't even know how to turn on the TV. So we stream stuff, and I don't even know how to turn most things on. So I try to not look at things when I'm reading. And I will just say that, Things are being set up. I, I, here's the one little pointer I would give people: I would not be spend. I would not be just spending wildly. I would. I'm not trying to scare people. I promise you. I go on shows and they're going, well, "Don't scare people." I'm not. But this is real life. I'm living it too. Just be prudent and just remember that we are going through some changes to get us to a place where we see things through some a different lens. Uh, you know, the hangman card in tarot, people, and if they don't like tarot, that's fine. Just think of Odin hanging in mythology, hanging upside on, down on a tree to gain enlightenment. Jesus in the desert, Buddha under the tree or going in the cave. It's the time for us to do those things and maybe reflect. And we feel like we've already done that. But now this is going to be more in what do we believe and why are we here and what's our purpose, that kind of thing. And I hope that that's encouraging enough for people. Uh, Well, I I think it is encouraging because the end result is change and and hope. I mean, the end result is is a better world for us. But, Mm -hmm. you know, nothing, we don't achieve anything through growth pains, whether it's personally or collectively. Um, We have to... Mm -mm. You know, and I think, you know, as you're talking, um, I started to think, well, when everything is so topsy-turvy, we really do have to try to define our own position because nobody is truly mm-hmm. defining it for us. It's, um, there's so many options of how we can think and believe, what we can think and believe, that we're really forced to sort of define our options. and. Some people, for some people, that means, um, you know, uh, following what other people are doing because it can seem so overwhelming. So you have those people who 
are following the collective um, along the lines that they may believe. Uh, but then you have others who are trying to figure this out on their own and come to some kind of answer. So there's, it, it sort of takes away from the cohesiveness of humanity. It's very difficult it right now. Beautifully put. It's, it's difficult what you said, but it's beautifully said because I do believe that's how everyone feels. And I think that many of us have are so used to having something to grasp onto to say, well, at least we had leadership that we could count on, especially in the West. You know, we, we are not used to chaos, uh, yeah. and we've had it. And maybe an older, my parents and, you know, might have been used to the ones who've been through war, but certain people, age groups, are not used to just utter chaos. And we've had it, and we've lived through it, and, we're, and there's uncertainty. And I, I love how you said that because I think it's it's stretching us to say, okay, we're going to think for ourselves. And we might not, and I think we're also learning. I hope, I hope that what we've learned, because when I read the first book, The Magic of Connection, that was right when everybody was just, I mean, if I said, you know, oh, Randy, hi, how are you doing today? Now, you wouldn't do this, but I'm, you know, pretending here, role playing. What do you mean? And I and you say, Michelle, how are you doing? And I'm like, Randy, I can't believe you said it that way. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everyone was just like on their, you know, just on edge. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I meant it nice. You know, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, you know, I, let me let me call you because my pet thinks I'm right. And I hope that as we go into this year, that we can hopefully we learn to communicate a little bit differently to one another. I hope uh, and. Mm-hmm. To, but, you know, to be honest with one another, but to, to not just get so defensive and fight about everything so quickly. You know what I mean? Because it was when I was writing, I was like, gosh, it's just so divisive. You can't say mm-hmm. anything without somebody right. just jumping down your throat, even when you don't necessarily mean it. And sometimes people totally mean it. So I think it's a great question. I And here's what I always say when I do readings and I have to say difficult things. And I will tell people the truth of what I see. And and I'm not always right, you know. I mean, or I wouldn't be. I'd be running the world. We figured out, right? So, um, I but I try to be honest with what I see, and I try to give hope and empowerment to people that I read for. And here's what I'll say: is I say I will say that I believe that we are being led into, for lack of a better word, I wish a new thought. And and I love that you said, and that new thought may feel, you didn't say this, but I get this, it may feel a little lonely sometimes. And we might mm-hmm. need to find a few people that agree, you know, just so we can bounce things off of them. And they may go, you know, Michelle, I like this, said you lost me there. And I'll go, you know, I get that. I get that, Randy. Yeah. And what you said, I totally, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. And we go, and I, and that's where I hope we're headed. For this I hope next so. couple of years, but right, yeah, I think and it's going to be a little bit rough, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and so th- they say that we're transforming uh, into out of the third dimension and the fourth dimension and into the fifth dimension, where the it will be a lighter uh, existence for us, where the third dimension is so. very heavy and weighty. Do you feel that way? 
I am not as into dimensions as other people are. I've started okay. questioning the dimensions. So I, I, the frequency, I feel. I hope. I hope that's right. I. I, I could. Let me mull that one over. Uh, I, I'm not going to disagree because the, the, a lot of wiser people than me probably have said that. I, I just the whole dimension thing. I. I I talk about independence of my book, dimensions, realms, planes, and I go with frequency because that to me is the thing that I can truly energy oscillate. It never stops oscillating, and that, and then you just tweak that frequency how I can connect. And 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 I just don't get the dimensions as much as I used to. But I'm starting to question it. You see, I'm evolving. I'm in an yeah. evolving state, but I'm not going to claim to know it all because I don't. Well, uh, right. at all. you can't yeah. possibly know it all. And because there is yeah. free will, um, there are things can flux, you know, things can change, yeah. which is why, you know, when you give a reading about something that may happen in the future, there are other things that can create change Absolutely. and cause that to be different. So well, is there anything else that you feel fairly certain of that's coming in the next year? I feel very certain. I touched on it. I feel very certain that people need to be careful with their money. Okay. Uh, I'm reading primarily in the West. I, I feel we've already touched on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I feel very, very certain of that, uh, and that doesn't take a, a psychic really to figure that out. But I, <laughs> it gives me a little bit of a little bit of uh, in my stomach. Uh, it's not even politics at all. It's just it, you can feel it. Um, what else do I feel? I feel that it was interesting here uh, last year. It was our busiest year ever. I would call it like an outlier. Right, so our trajectory's always been up with our stores, and I'm telling this for a reason. So it's been it's been going up, and that's that's a that's great. Last year was this outlier, and we were being interviewed. Everything it was just crazy how busy, even with shutdowns and things like that. And we were in different counties. One county talk about not knowing what to do. You know, one county this is Texas. One county was saying one thing across the street, they're telling you something else, right? And so it's like. Uh, the lawyer in me is like, okay, first of all, y'all don't know how to write these things, so you need to change this and and just tell us what to do so we can follow the law. And uh, so, so it was just different depending on where, what side of the street you were on, which law you were following. And so it was very confusing. So I, I really feel like, uh, you know, people were searching for something. They were really searching. Feels like now. Is there back, and I don't know if everyone's feeling like this, but at my three stores, in Dallas is somewhat of a, I, I feel like every city has a sort of a, for lack of a, like a, a sort of an overriding, uh, let's call it an angel for lack of a better word, an overriding like feeling to it. Okay, so, right. so Dallas, right. I've, mm-hmm. I've lived in Texas my whole life. Dallas has a very, materialistic feel okay Okay. sorry dallasites but it does and so very uh you know keep up with the joneses all that kind of thing 
And I feel we're kind of back to that a little bit. So we've gotten this really spiritual state. So I'm wondering how we're going to get back since this is a seven-year into that. And I, it, it's just going to be interesting because we're still having a lot of people want readings. Uh, and, and, you know, our shows, your show is about healing. And I do re- believe readings can be healing. But I also believe in just energy work, you know, healings. And so I, I guess what I want to say is that I am curious and I've been contemplating with this new year coming up, how do I say that this should, it doesn't seem to go with what I feel is supposed to, and you said, well, maybe it'll be lighter energy, but it feels like people are wanting to sort of escape their spiritual selves, Um, but I hope that that's not true. Uh, but may, maybe that's just the beginning of the year. And well, I, yeah, I, I get, yeah. I get it. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, what I was going to say is, I was working with an energy healer. She was the energy healer, and um, yeah. and I was saying that I just have this overwhelming feeling of you know heaviness and sadness. And why am I feeling like that? Because my life doesn't reflect mm-hmm. that. And she said, it's the collective consciousness. It's you're, you're picking up on the feeling of the collective consciousness. And so um, I just feel like, you know, it's, it is, we're, it, we're all being affected by the same kind of um, confusion, negative energy. It's very hard to stay spiritual and positive. Although for me, that's my that's where I go. <laughs> That's where I go when the physical world is, you know, is so confusing to me. I go to that. But I think for most people, it is, it can be very overwhelming. It just, we're all feeling it. You know, and what's so sad about it is really young people are feeling it. Are younger and younger. And, and, you know, they need these examples of people. I mean, you know, I was looking at your expertise. And they need people who are showing them, you know, love and pure, you know, like, I don't want to say pure love, but as close as someone can get, you know, really in our, with our flaws, you know, Mm -hmm. as a parent, I'd be like, okay, I've got flaws, but I'm, I'm going to do my, I love my kids, you know, and to show them how valuable they are and how needed, but they are, they're navigating this with it, it's so hard you know and I mm-hmm. so I don't know I don't feel like this next year is going to be I'll just go I'll just go out on limb here it doesn't feel like it's a whole new wave of a new virus I, and I don't know if we can mm-hmm. talk about this if you need to bleep it but I, I don't it doesn't feel like that to me I mean okay. the flu's going around Dallas like crazy but it feels more what you brought up a heaviness Mm-hmm. And where are we going to go for the to ha- help people with their emotions? And that to me is very, very sad. Uh, you know, we're going to have to have a lot of compassion, a lot mm-hmm. of, and especially for those who are so sensitive. And there's so many sensitives out there, and and, and to to help them, and to help not only the children but the adults. And to know how to handle, and that to me is something I'm feeling very strongly. And I think you were tapping into that. You know how, because you've worked through a lot of things, you know how to 
handle that maybe a little bit better and mm-hmm. you had it explained to you, but you were feeling it. You were tapping into it. And you know where to maybe go, your places to go to that group, but others don't necessarily, and they exactly. don't know what to do. Right, and that's, yeah. I, do, I, do, I do work with people who um, are, you know, suffering from emotional issues as well. I do that, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's my profession. And, um, right. you know, a lot of people are hurting, you know, and, and even though I may not, feel great I do know the way I do know how to guide people through it I, I know right. how to guide myself through it it's just you know you just like well when is it going to be over <laughs> when are we going right. to lift already oh my gosh do you when have a feeling it, of that and or is it going to go back to normal yeah, yeah nor, and, and what uh, is and, normal <laughs> yeah and what is normal or what, the way it used to be and does it need to go back to the way it used to be I think we're being guided to it and you know I'll bring in one other thing just food for thought uh, I do believe we have others amongst us. I mean, the, the spirits unveiled. I do, yeah, again, listeners, take this or leave it. We have spirits all around us. It's not always scary. It's just crowded, okay? So if you feel something, if you if you want to tap into a loved one, if you want to to be comforted by a loved one, if you want to... Uh, you know, even with, I'll go there. I believe there are hybrids of some other, and I want you to know that I did not always believe this way. When people would start talking about extraterrestrials, Mm -hmm. aliens, I'd be like, okay, whatever, change the channel. I'm not interested. I've got enough to deal with right here. (laughs) I can't go there. I just got too much. I don't need, like I put in my book, I don't need any more drama. I've got enough. Okay, I see enough things, but I I have been seeing some hybrid things. They're not even so scary, but they're out there. Mm -hmm. So that's shifting what we're feeling, too. And it's shifting what we're sensing in some humans, I believe, that Mm -hmm. maybe we're going, I don't get how you're behaving. And some people in leadership, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But lately, right. I'm, I said to my husband, I'm sounding like one. And he goes, uh-huh. And I'm like, <laughs> but I'm not. And he, I said, that's you. And you're Bigfoot and everything, Sasquatch. And, and uh, so we laugh about it. But I was like, you know, I mean, I think that's, it's, I don't know how long it's been here, but I'm feeling it more and more. And yeah. and I think that, that could enter into how some of us are also feeling because we don't know how to, what, shelf or what label where to file that you know we don't know where to file that and what that yeah what to do with that feeling and that's right. hard for I, us i believe i i absolutely believe what you're saying and i didn't before either but there um you know doing the show i talked to so many people with so many different expertises and abilities and perspectives and um, and I've heard that over and over and over and over again. Um, so, no, it's very real for me. And star seeds and things like that. I believe mm-hmm. I am one. Um, so, oh, you are. Yeah. I, I, I knew that before I even got on the phone with you. I, I listened to quite a few of your shows. And the minute I heard, I heard your voice, I knew. And so, okay. Uh, okay. yeah, good. Mm-hmm. All right. So, and, and that will be really good to talk to you about. <laughs> So, yeah, we'll um, talk later. Yes, <laughs> yes absolutely. So, um, but all 
ultimately, the, the hope is in the fact that we're shifting and changing and that transition never feels good, but we're working our way through this into something better. Um, I have to think that it's better. And the other thing is, you know how you say there's um, – Sometimes I tell people, they, you know, they say, oh, I used to be so spiritual and I used to, or I used to be religious. I used to believe in God. Now I believe, I don't believe in anything because how could God let me down this way? How could God put me through such trauma and such tragedy and everything like that, you know? And what I always say to people is, you are not alone because I believe that Earth school is the place where we come and we work out our hardest stuff. And I don't believe we incarnate here alone. I don't think any spirit, any soul <laughs> would ever want to do that. I believe we have, we bring people with us. We have people on call um, to get us through this, this very difficult planet that we've chosen to incarnate on. So we're never alone. I truly believe that. I truly believe that too. And I I truly believe that when someone feels and I've been in this space, I am not a counselor. Okay, I want to make that really clear. But I refer to counselors. I refer to to domestic violence. You know, any we have a list of anybody mm-hmm. I need to refer to. Okay, I want to make that really clear. But I've been in those places of the depths of despair. And when anyone is selling alone, especially this time of year, you're not. And just reach out. Reach out to somebody, to Randy, to me. Just reach out and we'll put you in touch with the right people. Because this is a difficult time. And and that's why I want to make sure we emphasize the hope. The hope of uh, what believe that it's a silly example, but when I you was know, thinking about how much, you know, even for me to go back and go back to yoga and start, I'm very, I'm not very flexible. And I think I'm that way probably, it's probably an example of my whole life. I mean, you're not very flexible, Michelle, <laughs> you know, come on, lighten up. And so, um, but I'm not, it's like, you know, come on, touch your toes. I can't, I can't do a high kick. Uh, but, when you get to that, when you do that work and you go through that soreness and you do all those things, you come to a place where you feel, and I'm talking about the collective now, uh, again, the next year, you know, you it takes you to a heightened place. And then back to the individual, when you feel completely alone, I know what that feels like. You feel completely alone. But I will say at those moments when I most, and I talk about them, especially if you'll read the gratitude part, which is usually acknowledgement in the front of my book. Yes. And it's interesting because, uh, you know, I, I, I'm very vulnerable there. I had some, some hard times and some of it was self-sabotage, some of it wasn't. But I, even then, when I felt at my lowest low in my life, there was subtle messages sent to me where I knew I was not alone. Mm. And that's what I really, really want people to know. No matter what we say about what's going to happen next year, whether I am right, wrong, or totally, 
it, what matters is what you just said. We are not. And I know how it feels to feel completely alone, but we're not. So I really mm-hmm. appreciate you saying that. Me too. Me too. That's the, that's the biggest thing. That's it is. We are not, we are not alone. Like right. It can feel very, very yeah. lonely. And, you know, and I, I remember being at the lowest place in my life. I just, you know, I had no other um, focus but to watch the signs and signposts that were put before me because I lost mm-hmm. my way. I couldn't guide myself anymore. And I believe that at, at these times we are shown signs and, and we are given signposts. And if we just kind of close our eyes and wander in the dark towards them, um, eventually I think we're let out of them. So it helps, Absolutely. you know, age helps because you have the experience of having gone through these things. And, um, you know, and that makes us better mentors to, to people who yeah. are lost. So, um, wow, what a great conversation, Michelle. <laughs> We're going to continue this right. because I will, be, I will be in touch with you. Um, but thank you. So we're talking today about your book, Spirits Unveiled, A Fresh Perspective on Angels, Guides, Ghosts, and More Beings. And um, the book is phenomenal. So for anyone who is interested in this topic and wants to know more, Michelle goes into this in such depth, but in a way that is very understandable. It's, 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 for, um, it's put in terms that you'll be able to grasp very easily and sort of find your way to help, help to understand your experience. So thank you for this beautiful book. Thank you for this amazing interview. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much, Randy. Uh, I really appreciate the work that you do. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome and have a beautiful day. Take care. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. So we are out of time today, but if you have any comments about today's show, you can email me at loveyourlifeatrandyfine.com. Actually, you know what? I change that. I say this every time. Email me at randy at randyfine.com. Randy at randyfine.com. It's a lot easier to remember. May joy and serenity always be yours. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Visit randyfine.com, F-I-N-E.com, and be sure to sign up to receive updates on the latest blog posts, events, and upcoming shows. Thank you for listening.